Oh, hey guys, hi. Back again. This is Robert Carter. Uh, a funny thing yesterday morning when I started the episode six uh, called Hope. I greeted everybody and I gave you half of my email. <laughs> uh, just reviewing it, you know, I kind of listened to myself talk because I don't want to repeat too much, you know, and um, this, I don't edit anything. This is just real talk from a real person. I'm not a doctor, I'm not a professional, um, or anything like that. I'm just talking about an experience with COVID, being sick, being in the doctor, uh, or hospital, and I, um, think it was just funny, I just didn't mention, so here's the whole email, it's xx, Robert with two B's, xx, at iCloud.com, so that's my email, please shoot me an email if you've had an experience with covid and been in the hospital, you've been sick, or not in the hospital, or whatever, your experiences with this stuff is going on, um, I'm not going to debate medication, I'm not going to debate which medication you're supposed to take, you're not supposed to take, or whether you're shot, what shot, not shot, mask, or any of that stuff, you know, none of that stuff means anything when you're in a coma in a hospital, um, but when you get out, you have a better uh, understanding <laughs> once everything's clear as and you start finding out what the doctors were doing and what medications you were on, what they did to literally save your life. Um, you have a better appreciation of life. And, um, you know, yesterday I talked about that I finally thank God that my dreams and the things that I were just dreaming about were not reality. Uh, but, you know, I don't know how much of an impact, you know, uh, that is to you if you've ever come out of something like that. It's like coming out of surgery. You're kind of just looking around and you're, you're starting to slowly comprehend what had just happened type thing. Okay. So when I was talking about that and I had heard my beautiful, beautiful wife's voice and seen her beautiful face on that Zoom call, because again, they wouldn't let her come to the hospital um, at that time. She did come later, but ICU, no. I mean, they had beds in the hallways, so they weren't, uh, they were just doing whatever they had to do, you know. And I want to say one more time that the nurses and the doctors, man, that I appreciate everything. Um, they were so professional, so kind. I mean, you know, there was a couple that were, you know, different, uh, kind of um, complacent in their own workforce where they've been doing this for a long time, you know, uh, one lady wouldn't let my wife Zoom call until the last 10 minutes of visiting hours. And she'd been doing it every day for literally a month, you know. And uh, she talked to her 
actually her about it and she'll probably mention it on the other side which is going to be her podcast it's going to be called the other side i believe i could be wrong because she can call it whatever she wants to uh, but we've talked about it and she's going to do a podcast as well and you'll be interested to see where that comes from because um you know yes i was having this horrific dream uh and i that's the only way I can say this horrific experience in my mind, you know, unconscious, laying on a bed, not doing anything, but she was at home. She was quarantined herself. And here I am flown out of, she's, I'm another state over, you know, and, um, it was experience for her as well. So I'm going to leave it at that because I don't want to take any of her explanations because um, she's told me all about it we've had obviously conversations Uh, but uh, her telling that story is more important to let her get the facts straight okay I'm having a hard enough time keeping my facts straight for crying out loud (laughs) Um, I did miss a couple things and she reminded me about when I was talking about the green cards and stuff that uh, my friend David actually gave all of his green cards to me and her to get us out of there to bring us um, away from the Red Hill if you will so with that said uh, if you haven't heard any of the other episodes uh, some of this stuff is not going to make sense to you when I left off, where I left off at yesterday, I was talking about being on that plastic bed and the experience of uh, my life on a hospital bed, I guess you could call it. You know, the plastic bed and the, the great nurse that just, and the people there. Well, I know that I'm out of the coma, okay? And, uh, I'm hallucinating here and there. I mean, I told you, I told that my nurse, Kyle, that I wanted them tacos that were on the shelf. and They weren't tacos. They were just, they were <laughs> sanitized packets of some sort, you know, and things. But man, did they ever look like tacos to me. In fact, Kyle told me, he's like, you know what? Your first meal, once you get out of here, I'm going to buy you some tacos, man. And I'm like, okay, no, I'm going to buy you some tacos because, damn, they looked good. I I swear I could smell tacos, but it wasn't uh, tacos I was smelling. (laughs) But, you know, it's just so weird. And here's the thing. They wake me up pull me out of this coma here okay in my mind I was just the other day playing golf with my friends you know and I'm laying in my bed and I'm wondering if they cut my golf shirt off of me because I just ended up in the hospital I'm like oh where's my golf shirt man they didn't tear up my nice golf shirt I love that shirt you know, I'm thinking, this is three days ago. 
However, it's strange to me that I have a full beard. There's no way you can grow a full beard in three days. So here I am sitting here in the hospital thinking about this, that I've been there two or three days. And in fact, this was like day 24 or 25. Uh, Get my head wrapped around this. And they're telling me what happened. And then there's there's people coming in and they're checking everything, you know. And, I, and just before this, just to say, you know, I had gone to the reg, my regular doctor. And he's like, you know, you're overweight and um, you can stand to use, lose a few pounds. And then your last three months of blood sugars are astronomical. Stop eating sugar. Uh... I'm like, well, okay, okay. Uh, so we're making a plan, okay? This is just before uh, I got COVID. So we're making a plan. And I'm a stubborn person. And when, when the doctor told me, you, you got type 2 diabetes, I told the doctor, well, can you can you counter that with uh, just changing your diet and stuff like that and everything? And, and, and my doctor's smart. And he's like, well, yeah, you can. If you do it, you can. Um, and we were in the process of working that out, okay? And, but then I got sick. And I got COVID. And I ended up in the stinking, uh, being flown out, ICU, all that stuff. So now, I don't know what was in that, that stinking plastic tube. <laughs> I call it the plastic bed, the plastic tube, the plastic food. You know, um, plastic slippers, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Plastic mask. Oh, my goodness. Um, in reality, I don't think it was actually plastic. I think it was actually the, the vinyl. But you could hear yourself moving around, and they had the little covers on the bed, you know. Um, stuff you had on, on, on the crib, you know, when you you had your babies and you, it was just to me I had a heightened sense of hearing um, for some reason so I could hear every move I made on the bed and everything that people were doing just like you know I'm talking to you guys I'm just ta- sitting here talking in my chair in my basement um, yeah you know it's it's 5 20 in the morning it's quiet. Uh, my heightened sense my, of hearing, you know, it was different back then. Now I'm normal again, if if you guys can believe that. Uh, <laughs> but I'm sitting there, and the one thing that I told you on the last episode was everything was starting to make sense except I could hear that jungle man I could hear that monkey and it's really messing with my head because I know I'm not in a coma anymore and I'm coming to the reality that I've been here for a while and I got a full beard and I still got a trachea tube shoved in, in underneath my chin uh, they decided to put that trach- 
I call it Trekkie, Trekcon, whatever you want to call it, stuck in there and, you know, and it moves. And then I still had the feeding tube going down through my nose in my face. And um, they had loosened up the restraints. And I had a candid conversation with Kyle, my nurse, which I thought was Levi. And I told I told him, I was like, okay, I know where I'm at. I am not going to rip the stuff off my face. And I said, look at me. I can't even flick a raindrop, you know, or a piece of water off a table. I'm so weak, I can't even hardly lift my arms and my legs. I can't lift my legs. I don't have no muscle. What makes you think I'm going to do anything crazy now? I know where I'm at. And he was compassionate. But you know, if you're a nurse, you have a rule. Um, It's just like the rule. I got this trichometry in my throat. Um, You know, there's a hole in my throat for crying out loud. And they got a tube in there. And it's still a ventilator and it's helping me um, somewhat. They're getting me to breathe on my own and it's just a process. But they can't afford for me to swallow anything because they don't want me to. Oh, you guys know the word. Uh, choke on it. They choke on anything. Uh, there's a word that I can't uh, remember. They said to me several times they didn't want me doing that so that I wouldn't uh, breathe in the food or water or whatever it is, get it in my lungs. So you can, you can fill in the blank. Text me. Tell me what that word is. <laughs> but... So there's where it was at, and um, finally he said, "You know what?" He said, "He said you're right. If you'll promise me you won't touch your tubes in your face and you won't pull on anything, I will release uh, your restraints." So he he loosened them up where I could get them up about six or seven inches. I could barely. Uh, Scratch my chin. I could, that's as high as I could go. Yeah, I had to kind of bend over to scratch my chin. So I was grateful for that. I mean, come on, man. I'm in a hospital. I'm not a criminal. Why are you strapping me to bed for? I didn't like that feeling. Um, so I'm sitting there. Somebody flushes the toilet. The wall starts seeping with water. And the water's coming down. And there's a table right next to the wall in front of me, okay? Now, on that table is, in my eyes, I thought somebody had brought a care package. And it was a whole bunch of um, little chocolates and sweet snacks and stuff like that, you know? And I was looking so forward to eating a piece of chocolate, you know, and uh, those snacks. Well, the nurses kept coming and grabbing stuff off that tray. And I'm like, you guys are, I'm just talking to myself, you know, thinking in my mind, why are they eating my chocolates? Um, Don't they know that was my care package? You know, I'm thinking this to myself. Well, then the water's seeping down the, the wall and it's starting to run on the table. Okay, this is a hallucination. But I'm watching this. 
Okay, and on that table was a little white plastic bag, and it had inside of it three cans of Copenhagen chewing tobacco. The reason that is significant is because working at that mine all these years and stuff, I had picked up that nasty habit, um, and my excuse was, well, I chewed because, you know, I didn't want to keep shoving my face full of candy working night shifts and uh, long hours you just had to have something to tie over well that was my excuse anyway it didn't matter it was an excuse I chewed because I wanted to Um, but I didn't because I went into the hospital and I didn't have any well now I'm awake and you know it's been three weeks I've been in a coma for over 17 days and I'm in ICU now I'm awake and I've been there for I don't know how many days after they woke me up I think it was 5 or 6 so I'm sitting there and I see that Copenhagen that water coming down across that table and that those cans of Copenhagen started to soak up that water and I'm like oh no you know and so everywhere I'm looking I can see it off to my side, there was a can of Copenhagen, and I reach, and you're going to get laugh, but I couldn't reach it. It was just out of my reach. So, here I am trying to get it, and I even asked Kyle. Now, here's the reality of the situation is there was no candy, there's no care package, there's no chocolates, and there sure as heck wasn't no water seeping down the walls, and there was no Copenhagen in that room. But I asked him, and I'm like, hey, can you uh, hand me that, my chew? (laughs) Oh, my goodness, you know. And he's like, what? This is tobacco-free hospital. There's no tobacco in here. I'm like, yeah, but right over there on the table, can you move that so it doesn't get wet? Um, And he's like, "Uh, there's no tobacco on that tip. He was just... He wasn't rude to me, okay? He was just saying... (laughs) And I I haven't got to talk to him yet. I haven't had the guts to drive over that hospital and confront that room, if you will, or talk to that nurse or the nurses that were there. And I'm going to, but I um, haven't quite had the time. Or I'll give you some other excuse sometime. Either way... He was just a he was just a, a great guy and he would just tell me, you know what, there is no there's no chew on that table and those aren't chocolates. Those are the tools and medications and stuff uh, that they had there ready to give me. It's like give they were giving me medications like candy. That's for sure. I didn't even know what they were giving me. Um, and that's another story here later. But uh <laughs> So here I'm sitting. So they come in and then here comes this lady. And it's in the afternoon. Shift change. You know, these guys were working 12-hour days. Full-time nurse. Well, they had contracted nurses. Uh, This lady comes in and she's got her hair in a ponytail and it's... Uh, blue and pink 
and brown. So she had put these colored highlights in her hair. Um, and when she turned around, I knew this girl. I knew this girl because I taught her in our annual refresher at work. And she was just so happy, man. She would laugh. Um, and I would cut up with her. You know, she was a young girl. She's probably in her 20s. You know, just a kid to me. But it was so cool just to hear her laugh. And I would crack a joke and she would just laugh. And it was refreshing. But it, she was the girl for my work. She was an EMT. And um, we had our own EMTs where I worked. But it wasn't her. But it, in my mind it was. You know, but I'm, uh, I'm, just, I'm awake. I'm not even in a coma. But yet I can't. How do you explain? I don't. I don't know what the right words are to say. It was really frustrating. You know, to remember the names and and things like this because I'm looking at this person and this person is just absolutely the person I knew at work. Excuse me. And she brings a table. She's got these towels on this table and stuff. And I'm like, um, what are you doing? And she's like, well, guess what? It's time for your bath. And I'm like, uh, oh, okay. Because, you know what I mean? Kyle kind of cleaned me up earlier today. I don't, you know, and they're like, well, no, you're scheduled. You're, you're scheduled. You're going to have a bath. And she explained everything that she was going to do. How she was going to clean me. And they were going to go ahead and they were going to clean my bed. Change the thing. All with me sitting there. And I'm like, okay, well this ought to be interesting. Um, You know, hope you don't have no images in your head because... They left the road. They they were nice enough to give me a new uh, hospital gown. (laughs) <laughs> Let me say that. They were professional. They were most so definitely professional, and I appreciate that. But when you're an adult, uh, male or female, it doesn't matter. When other people are seeing you naked, there's... Uh, what do you say? Hey, uh, you know, don't tell anybody what you saw there. Or, you know, uh, you know, you just don't know what to think. And here I am thinking that this person from my work, whom I taught uh, in a class, was now wiping my body down and seeing my whole family history, you know. (laughs) That to me was really, really hard to handle. It was kind of embarrassing, but... They weren't being embarrassing. It was just my own... Me. It was my pride. It was humiliating to me. However, they had to do it. And they did it with grace. And I so appreciate nurses and things. And I have to tell you this as well. The whole time this is happening. The whole time that, you know, they got the rag and they're wiping my feet down and my face and all this stuff. I could hear that stupid monkey. 
and the sounds of the jungle that I had heard in my um, dreams. So I wasn't, I mean, I was physically awake and conscious, but I was still... Uh, I don't know, maybe I was partially conscious. I don't know how to explain it. I was awake. I knew I was awake. I knew I was talking to real people. You know, they were touching me and they were patting me on the shoulders and they were um, giving me medication and um, encouraging me. My wife was still Zoom calling me. I'm talking to her. You know, everything is starting to... um, feel better my body's feeling better but outside the fact I couldn't move my legs and I could move my arms a little bit but I could lift two pounds um, I finally did get the restraints off and so that they take care of that and I'm like I want to you guys you know it's time for bed can you please just turn the lights down and let me sleep well, it's 6 p.m. And the nurse says, you know what, I, I'll come back. I'll come back and we'll turn the lights down. Because they were trying to get me on a sleep pattern. <laughs> of all things in a hospital. So they wouldn't t- turn the stinking lights down until like a quarter to nine. So I'm sitting there and there's a TV on, which I... You know, I, I couldn't watch the stupid TV. It was all the way across the room, and it was like, you know, a 38-inch TV, and I'm 58 years old. You don't see anything, <laughs> you know, that's 12 feet away from you on a 38-inch TV. But here's what... They leave me alone. They give me my bath and everything, and they leave me alone. I'm sitting in the bed. And everything's calm. I'm taking deep breaths, you know, and listening to that sound of that air going into my lungs and because they were helping me breathe still, you know, and uh, calming down and uh, hallucinating a little bit here and there. But on the wall, it was like they had a projector and and the jungle music was now predominant I mean, that's all I could hear was this monkey and the jungle music and I'm like man why I'm awake I'm not in a coma why and on the wall um, this is really a hallucination that I had I could move my hand on the bed Okay, and I can see the coarser for a computer on the wall move. So when I move my hand, I was actually using my hand like a mouse. And I hacked into, I didn't hack, but somehow I saw the, my phone was plugged into the computer. And it was showing that I had been hacked with these audio um, broadcast or just little audio broadcast and 
that jungle music was one of them in this hallucination. And I kept moving my hand to get that cursor over to the delete side. And so finally, I finally, after trying and trying and trying, I got the cursor to the delete and I clicked delete and the cursor bounced back across the screen. To my dismay, um, it deleted and I'm like, yes. And then it, boom, it popped back up. And I can still hear that audio of that jungle. And um, this was driving me <laughs> um, how do you say crazy? Because I just had the craziest experience in my whole life. Yes, everything was crazy. I'm hallucinating. I'm sitting in a hospital. You know, uh, yeah, I was just a little bit nuts. I felt, okay? This is just the effects of the drugs and the effects of being in a coma. This was hard to, to deal with. Um, and I'm just continually trying to, to push the delete button on that audio. And then finally, uh, I would start to fall asleep. And right when I'd fall asleep, boom. And there's, hey, how you doing, Robert? Oh, my gosh. I was just falling asleep. And then, so I woke up, and I'm like kind of drowsy, you know, drowsy and stuff. And they're like, well, we're going to give you your medication. And they put me on insulin and stuff while I was in the hospital there. And they were putting me on all these drugs that I didn't know about yet. Um, which is another story. I think I told you that already. But uh, here's the kicker. You know, I'm healing. Yes. I'm in this hospital. Yes. And they weren't giving me any more uh, pain drugs as much. Um, you know, they would ask me how if I was in pain or whatever. And I, I didn't seem to... And maybe I was so drugged up I didn't know I was on pain pills, but it didn't feel like I was in pain. The thing that was driving me crazy was that stinking monkey. And how do you say... Uh, how do you say this for fear that somebody's going to think you're crazy? So they'd come in to give me my medications and everything, and I'd be coming and pulling out of it. And they'd be talking to me, and then all of a sudden... You know, they're done. and like, okay, we're going to turn your lights down now. You can go to sleep. I'm like, oh, okay. I put my head down, and then that monkey just starts screaming in my ear. This was scaring me, to be honest. Uh, I mean, I'm not afraid of a person, or but afraid of being insane or afraid of uh, whatever. It, it was just... I was starting to have these feelings of fear that it was never going away for me. Um, so that was it. And I, you know, I went to sleep. I got woke up the next day and uh, talking to him. And Kyle comes in. He's got his little plastic tube. You know, he's feeding me. <laughs> and just it's, it's slow. It was proteins and stuff I know he explained it to me but I'm like okay, don't you just have a sausage egg McMuffin you know they, they didn't have a plastic tube that said sausage egg McMuffin it was clear uh, glucose or clear proteins and 
Yes, it was keeping me alive, and it was going in my stomach, you know, but I'm awake now, man. I want some food. I'm a big guy, you know. I make my own breakfasts, you know, and it takes me a half hour. I get all this stuff ready and make my own food and uh, stuff. I like food. The food is good. Um, but it wasn't that good when it was in a plastic tube. <laughs> you know, and stuff, and, um, I look over, well, there's this cat, I gotta get off here, but, there was a cat in my room, and I never saw its face, I knew it was a cat, because it would jump and play, but the second I turned my head to see it, it'd run behind this, uh, little sofa they had in the ICU, I could see its big furry tail, Never got to see that cat's face, and it was always just jumping around, playing around, and off to the side of my head, and I could see the motion. And when I look over there, it would hide underneath this couch, and I could see his little tail flicking, and things like that that was that was happening. I was hallucinating. Still, it was the effects of the drugs. It was the effects of being fatigued, um, not getting proper sleep, and all that stuff. Those things were really, really, really happening. And then this whole time, my wife is just talking to me, telling me her about her day, telling me her devotions. And she was, when she started talking to me, and I'm going to end with this, that's when my sanity would come back. This is the most stable thing in my life, was this woman that made her vows to me 31 years earlier. And her voice and her strength. That's why I'm alive. And I tell her this. I'm alive because of you, honey. Because she had people praying for me. And a lot of you people that are listening to this right now are are the people that were praying and seeking God and praying and asking Him to touch me and to heal me and to protect me. And I am so grateful for that. She was, my wife was number one. She was my stability. And um, I'm so forever grateful for that. But she would Zoom call me and eventually um, I'll continue on. But that was my stability. When she started telling me her devotions and just about her day and conversations and how beautiful her grandson was and you know, showing me some pictures and stuff, that was my saving grace right there. Reality was what I was grasping for because I was still hearing the, 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 the monkey. I was still hearing the jungle sounds and... Um, She was my stability. Now, the climax for that is going to be tomorrow, so. Because I don't know where to close. I've been trying to keep it under 40 minutes, so, you know. Tomorrow we're going to talk about, I finally uh, got the monkey off my back. Um that's going to take some explanation 
God bless you guys. I don't know if you've been through this kind of stuff. I mean, I talked to another person just yesterday. Gone through, and I'm going to actually have him be a guest on my podcast. And he's going to talk a little bit about what happened to him. Um, going to be cool. It's going to be cool to have somebody else's voice on here. So, this story is not done. I got some really funny stories to tell you about being in the hospital. They moved me out of ICU. Blah, blah, blah. Some of my progressions. Um, but, you know, I know it's Thursday, but I'm going to have a taco today. <laughs> God bless you guys. This is Robert Carter. My email is xxrobbertxx at icloud.com. Shoot me an email anytime. Uh, first time listener. Hey, better catch the other ones so you understand what really happened there okay god bless you uh until next time uh we'll see you then okay bye